You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook, thanks to Palmer Bear. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. And Climate Air Conditioning. Climate Air Conditioning and Solar, simply the best. Yes, g'day there, Red and Blue Army. Welcome to Red Legs Radio. We've had a three-week holiday after some two-bit sporting event that was somewhere up in Asia. But the big show is back in town. It is S. A-N-F-L. Round 17, it gets underway tomorrow night. We are taking on West Adelaide in what has suddenly become a very, very big game with finals on the line. We've got West, North and the Crows to come. I reckon we need to win two of them because the double blues are awaiting their chance. Joining me, as always, from the advertiser, Ben Cameron. Ben, welcome. Okay, good to be back. Nice to have you back. I'm going to uh, debrief on West Adelaide with you. I know you oversaw that game against the double blues on the weekend. And I'd be interested to see your thoughts and how you think they'll bounce back. But joining us, our special guest on the show, uh, is the captain of the Norwood Football Club. Unfortunately, uh, still battling a hamstring at the moment. We hope to see him back soon. Matthew Nunn, welcome back. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on board. When is your return from that hamstring strain looking, mate? We know we spoke to you a couple of weeks ago and it was a pretty significant hamstring strain. Where's it at? Yeah, obviously it was pretty pretty bad one. I've never done it like this before. So um, it's a work in progress sort of thing, but um, the time frame's still looking towards the start of finals. So um, fingers crossed the boys can have a really big finish and, um, yeah, I can come slot myself straight back into finals. What did you make of last weekend? Boys were so good for such a long period, mate. I mean, there's a couple of things we'll have to touch on, of course. Just a bit disappointing with the goal kicking and maybe just ran out a little bit of steam at the end. But, gee, overall, you've got to like the effort and the, and the work rate and the desire. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we've we've had two chances against the top side to knock them off and, and we haven't succeeded. But, um, yeah, you can't fault the boys' effort. I think, you know, we were undermanned a little bit as well. Lost Poppy pretty early, so... Um, you know, it was it was a tough loss, but I try and look at the positives all the time and, and you learn from those experiences and those games and they'll help us come finals. So, yeah, always got to try and look at it in a good way. Nani, obviously you haven't played for a while, but what do you uh, think is the general feeling amongst the guys? I mean, have, have you set any limits? Have you set any big goals about what you can achieve this year? Because, you know, you, you get those two wins over the next three games, you, you pretty much assured yourself of finals action. Um What's the feeling? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I just said before, we, we've matched it against Glenelg twice and I think, you know, they haven't lost a game this year. So if you're going to go against someone and put it as a benchmark, we're, we're definitely up there with one of the better teams in the competition and we just need to have, a, you know, a, little, a few little things that we tighten up on. Um, but those things will come and, and, and we're a finals team. We, we know how to play into the finals. So, 
the structures and the way that we play, it stands up against the best. So I think the feeling's really good. Um, and once we get into sort of that final spirit and get a lot more players back and confidence going, um, yeah, you wouldn't want to come up against us in the finals period, so that's for sure. Good to hear, good to hear. Um, just there's been a few games, round 16, 15, and round nine, um, two games against Glenelg and then the one against the Eagles, where they sort of got that run on from the third quarter onwards. Um, that's still a bit of a a work in progress there to try and stop these um, these top top sides from getting those runs on when you're really in the contest. Yeah, there's been a few games where we've sort of had our backs up against the wall and not been able to deal with the pressure as best as we could, which has been a little bit disappointing. But, um, you know, I'm not going back on young players or anything, but we do have a, quite a young list, and that does come from experience, those type of games where you can sort of manage the momentum that the team's bringing at you a lot better. Um, and the good thing is for our young players, they're learning from those experiences. So, um, it, it, like I said before, though, we've got a lot of young players that are learning from those. So it's not like a bad thing. Um, we can use them as a positive. And then when it does happen again to us, we're going to be better off for it. So, Do, do you think it's like a mental thing or what's, what's, have you noticed anything in games? Like the opposition's just all of a sudden shifted a gear? The collective. Oh, effort. I think footy's um, a funny game. You know, yeah. like sometimes you, you can think you're up by ten goals and you're and you're home, and then before you yeah. know it, you're down by a couple. It's a funny game, so it's it's hard to really put your finger on it. I think you know, everyone says go back to the basics and whatnot, but there's obviously a few things that go behind that. But um, yeah, it, it's it, it comes down to a few factors, um, and just being able to control the game when you have your backs up against the wall is the main thing. So there's a few things that we've implemented this year. Um, to stop the momentum of other teams. And um, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, against the Eagles and Glenelg, the two best sides, they've, they've managed to get on, on top of us. Um, but I, I believe that we've got the right coaching and the right structures sort of behind that to manage that in the best way we possibly can. And there's just been a few times where we've slipped up and unfortunately lost the game. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a good problem to have. I mean, you know, you're competitive against the, the, the top sides and you're right in the contest. But um, you're noted as a pretty strong trainer. How have you sort of filled that competitive void over the last few games, um, not being able to to, to play? Oh, drive me what, nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, have you managed? Did you play golf, or is there something that you can you know get the juices flowing? <laughs> I do play golf actually, and I'm, I'm very bad at it. No, I, I managed to have a day off this week Monday and had a hit, so I wasn't too bad blowing some cobwebs off. But yeah, when I'm not training, I mean, I. I I'm a bit of the energy man, same as Declan. He's a bit like me. We like to sort of get the get the group going and get the vibes up because that's to get a good session in my eyes if you've got the energy going and, and everyone's happy to be there. Um, so it always gets better for you know a, a better situation like that. But um, yeah, when I'm not out there, I try and sort of pop my head in because I'm doing my rehab in the gym and, and all around the Oval. So I try and get involved with the group as much as I can to keep myself occupied because... Rehab sometimes can be a bit lonely, um, but if you sort of involve yourself as much as you can, like I try and do extra craft with the boys before training, it can it can keep your mental state a bit stronger. We're talking to Matthew Nunn, the captain of the Norwood Football Club. Uh, uh, Matty Camo's just made some really good points about the run-ons that have gone against us in the second half of a few games. Certainly uh, the final quarter of the last couple of weeks against the Eagles and Glenelg, that's probably been uh, an asterisk. But on the flip side of that, the first quarter last weekend, I mean, we did everything right except get the ball through the big white sticks. It was 20-6 to six in inside 50s. It was two goals, eight to two scoring shots. If you kicked eight two, that game's almost over at quarter time. Yeah, don't worry. It was just as frustrating for me as it was for you guys. So, 
Um, but like that, that's the annoying thing about footy. It, it just sometimes it just doesn't go through the big sticks. And I feel like some games we've actually been quite good at that, um, converting our opportunities. And it, it's a tricky one because when you're out there and you're not rewarding yourselves in the big in front of the goals, it, it really takes a toll on sort of you know the the pressure and all the all the acts after that. You start sort of losing your mind a little bit because you're not putting that through the big sticks. So um, unfortunately, yeah, we weren't able to reward ourselves for all the hard work that we put in. But, um, I mean, like I said before, a positive out of that is that we, we can match it against the best side in the comp by a long way. And if we just managed to put on the scoreboard, we, we would have won that game. So there's always a positive at the end of it. 20 minutes in, Henry Nelligan hits the post with a snap. I mean, if that sneaks through, oh, and I tell you what, and then they ran it down the other end, and I think Pink ran into an open goal. They had two goals from just six inside 50s. Oh, frustrates me. Hey, uh, I, I noticed that over the course of the match, we won the tackles. We've been doing that pretty much every week. We won the hitouts. We won the clearances, and we won the inside fifties. Didn't win the game. So, I mean, is that, are those the sorts of stats that you think, under any under normal circumstances, you win that game every time, or or there are there other KPIs that you guys focus on? Yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head. Like we we've ticked off pretty much all of our KPIs, if you want to call them that. So obviously we're a tackling side. We've been trained that all preseason and all year. So and that's pretty evident. The teams that verse us, they know it's going to be a pretty brutal game for them. And that's sort of what we want to intimidate opposition by. Um, and there's a few other KPIs that are sort of um, our indicators if we're going to win the match or not. And I think that was shown in our review on Monday that, you know, it, it was all positive as much as we lost the game. We ticked off all the things that we know we can do and what's going to win us games. Um, just unfortunately, we weren't able to reward ourselves. So, yeah, like you said, there's a few things that, we ticked off definitely for the team and to really bring morale around the group. And then, yeah, just couldn't couldn't get the result in the end. You've been spending a bit of time in the uh, injury ward, if you like. Uh, would have breathed a bit of sigh of relief when the news came out yesterday that Paul Puopolo's knee injury, not as serious as first thought. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, there's no worse feeling than when you see one of your teammates go off on a stretcher, but let alone injured. So um, we all had our hearts now. The houses, I'm guessing you guys would have as well. So... Yeah, to, to speak to him last night at training and find out that it's, yeah, maximum six to seven weeks he was hoping. So, yeah, I mean, if we can, he's probably in the same time frame as me, maybe a bit longer. So if we can push deep into finals, Poppy might be able to just slide straight back in and, yeah, hopefully lift that cup. <laughs> and tomorrow night, of course, we've got West Adelaide at home. They had a bit of a disaster last weekend, but in the previous few weeks, they've been fairly competitive. So just one of those games, we've got to bring the heat right from the word go, I think, Nunny. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. We've got to bring the heat. I mean, they, they got the chocolates against us early in the year. So mm. you can't rock up to a game and think it's just going to happen, unfortunately, in the sample because it really doesn't. Like, everyone's there and everyone's fighting. So um, I think the way the boys have um, recovered and, and re- rehabbed from the game on the weekend and especially reviewed, we've taken a lot of positives out of it and we're going to be better for it. And I think we're going to get on top really early and, and bring it to these guys on Friday night and take away a win, hopefully. Uh, Matthew Nunn, we look forward to seeing you continue to progress with your hamstring strain. We hope to see you back in the next few weeks. And we are very generous with your time. We appreciate you joining us tonight on Redlegs Radio. No drama, fellas. Thanks for having me anytime. Matthew Nunn there, the captain of the football club. We always appreciate not only his time, but his insights as well. He is great value for us. We're off to a break. On the other side, we're going to catch up with a couple of past legends of the football club. So don't go away. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook.
Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. Ben Hook and Ben Cameron from The Advertiser joining you for Redlegs Radio. We're looking forward to the big game tomorrow night. We take on West Adelaide. It is Air Peninsula Round. And joining us to talk about Air Peninsula Round is the business development manager for the football club, Dale Fleming. Flemo, g'day. Nice to see you. What is going on tomorrow night? Oh, g'day, Hooky. Uh, look, mate, there is plenty going on. As you've mentioned, um, it's the EP game. Um, so we've got a really big focus on the EP uh, the menu at our pre-match functions, widening from the EP, it's lamb from the EP, donated <laughs> by the, uh, the 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 local member for Flinders, Peter Trelaw. So oh. he's actually donated the lamb. You're kidding me? Yeah, and uh, oysters from Pristine Oyster Farm, Capital Seafood are giving us a widening. So it's a real EP flavour. So you can buy a ticket tomorrow night and get yourself a feed of lamb or a feed of whiting, or is that part of the well, corporate? Sold out. Oh, sold out. Well, we're limited to a hundred. Oh, of, of course the you are. So unfortunately. Uh, that sold out pretty quick. Just give me a couple of names of the boys uh, from the Air Peninsula in the it's, team. I reckon there's Collins and Binder. Well, that's right. I mean, if you look at our current list, you know, you've got Henry Nelligan. And I'll just give a mention to their clubs as well, you know. Cummings, Capini, Cougars. We've got Nick, Nick Pedro from Tasman Football Club. Kyle Gerloff from Eastern Rangers. Sam Buckham from Central Eye United Storm. Tristan Binder, Boston Tigers. Jacob Kennelly, Cummings Ramblers. Jesse Chandler, Western United. Jacob Collins, Sejuna Blues. And Billy Habish, Tasman Football Club. So we've got a lot from the EP at the moment. Yeah, it's huge. It's a great region of football. We're taking on West Adelaide tomorrow night. Ben Cameron, you saw West Adelaide play Sturt. It was a disaster for the Bloods. Can they bounce back? Look, um, the club put out a statement yesterday I'm not sure if you saw that, but yes. they basically put out an apology. But I would be expecting a statement from the players um, because, look, they've got a few outs. They've got Johnson out. They've got Gore out, Beach. And Elliot Duncan, who provides a lot of good rebound from defence. But despite that, I reckon that they will come out firing. Brad Gotch will, will get them competitive again. Uh, where are you off to this weekend for the paper? Oh, geez, you put me on the spot. Don't now, know yet. You? I wouldn't mind going to the Norwood game, to be honest. Well, I'll tell I you what, if there's, the uh, if there's lamb I'm and rice from the Air Peninsula but, um, going to be handed out. Uh, anything else going on at the club, Dale? Oh, look, you know, there's plenty going on. Our four legs range is flying. This week we will release the four legs Guernsey and you can order it with your favourite number. Absolutely fantastic. So that is all tomorrow night is Air Peninsula round. Uh, we have got so much coming up on this show. We're going to be catching up with John Cunningham and I have a special guest for John Cunningham as well. You'll find out about that after the break. And then talking about Air Peninsula Week, we'll be catching up with the legend of country football and the legend of the Norwood Football Club, Chris Prime. Don't go away. You are listening to Redlegs Radio. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Yeah, you are listening to Redlegs Radio. We had a huge game tomorrow night against West Adelaide. It is absolutely critical. We've already touched on it. We'll be talking about it more as the show goes on. But it is time to step back and take a look at what happened over 20 years ago now, would you believe? We're going to refle- reflect on the 1997 
grand final. A man who had a pretty good day that day because he walked home with the Jack Odie medal. I'm talking about one of the true greats of the football club, John Cunningham. JC, welcome to Redlegs Radio. Thanks, Hookie. Good to be here. Now, we, I know we don't have you for a lot of time. Would it be uh, right in saying that uh, you, you're coaching the Pembroke women? Is that right? Yes, yeah. We started up the Pembroke um, women's team, the, the Mighty Queens this year. So first ever Old Scholars women's team for Pembroke um, in uh, Div 6. And uh, we've got our first final on on Saturday at uh, Feby Oval, actually, against Lockley. So it's... Um, a chance to get in there of the first ever grand final, the first ever final series. So it's all a bit exciting, actually. You've coached a bit of men's footy as well. I think you spent some time at Glenunga. So the game must still be in your blood, mate. Uh, yeah, I got a bit of a coaching bug. I, I did coach Pembroke men's when I first sort of finished up at Nord uh, for four years, which was a lot of fun. I uh, really enjoyed that, that time. And, and then I got a, sort of uh, roped into the Glenunga gig, which um, culminated in a flag, which was a lot of fun and a lot of, lot of, lot of hard work as well. But that was all, also um, also enjoyable. So, yeah, the coaching bug's always been there, but I've sort of just sort of done it at a community level, which is quite enjoyable. John, was it one from one? Is that right with Glenunga? You coached one year, one Yeah, yeah, one just, flag, the one, just the one year. And then, third uh, in a row. Yeah, yeah, they're third in a row. So we, uh, we were in Div 3 when I took over. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, we didn't have a lot of depth uh, that year. We certainly weren't, um, you know, had an abundance of depth, but we, we hung on with our with our squad and got through with injuries and had a um, had a great win over Iggy's in the grand final. But um, yeah, I think they're looking good this year and, um, again. So uh, under you know it's a new new regime. So um, yeah, they've certainly got a bit of a bit of a thing going down there at the Rams. JC, I feel like this is probably a little bit of a radio version of this is your life, but I've got. A special guest joining us on the throne from all the way across in Europe. We might just get him to see if we can buzz him in. Just uh, have we got you there, caller from Europe? Well, there's one thing I can say about JC. He said he always had the coaching bug. There's no doubt about that because he would be in the change rooms telling you all about what the coach should have been doing. <laughs> uh, it's a big welcome to Red Legs uh, no, Radio, no, Todd Davey. <laughs> Pleasure to be Thanks, a part of it. How are you, mate? <laughs> this, this, oh, like this is your life, fantastic. actually. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm just having a morning coffee. <laughs> uh, now, where do we find you, Todd? Are you uh, currently in Spain? Yeah, in the south of Spain, in a place called Granada, a beautiful little city, about 350,000 people here. Um, yeah, in the in the heart of Andalusia, which is uh, the southern part of, uh, of what's, Spain. What's the weather and, like um, over there? You, what's the weather like over there? Yeah, 40. Expect, yeah, expecting 40 today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, 40, 40, 40 tomorrow, oh, 40 the day after how did you? How did you end <laughs> up not over wearing there? Your, uh, <laughs> Sorry, how, how did you end up in <laughs> no. Spain and have you been there long? Yeah, well, actually, uh, I was living in Paris uh, just before oh, COVID struck. Yeah, and um, anyway, just before COVID struck, we uh, my partner's actually from Spain, and in fact from this city you know, called Granada, um, and we decided that we were going to escape lockdown um, and get to uh, Granada, where, which is where our home city is, um, and her family's around here, and we had a place down here, so um, we got out of there, and we've been here for I don't know, the last year and a half already. 
I don't see myself moving anytime soon. <laughs> Boys, let's just uh, reflect very briefly on 1997, a wonderful year for the football club. It broke a significant drought in premierships for the club. Uh, John, I reckon your memories of it would be very good, the Jack Odie medalist. Todd, I don't know, do you, do you remember any of it at all? Yeah, it's a little bit hazy, it's fair to say. <laughs> he, he, certainly, he certainly still found some form off the field in the celebrations, TD. He, um, he certainly milked the, um, the scar sympathy with the, um, with the females that year after, after <laughs> recovering quite yeah, certainly recovering quite I did, well. I did at the time have a... I did at the time have a wingman, so keep that in mind. And I think his name was John Cunningham. Nothing like it. Was a great time. It was a very memorable. I mean, Toddy and I missed most of the season together. We both had long-term injuries. Um, Toddy had a fractured wrist, I think it was, from memory. Um, yep. And I had my knee, Rico. So we were both on the sidelines, sort of wondering whether we could actually get back at all, or actually even break into the team. So it was a bit of a bit of a journey for both of us, actually, um, which we which we cherished together. So um, um, I think, you know, you wouldn't have probably given us much hope of getting back into that side, but we both did, so that was enjoyable. John, you, you well, did, your, you did well, your knee in pre-season, I reckon it was, and came back, well, within about four and a half months, I reckon. I mean, you're 25 years on, and we still don't see that with knee reconstructions. So how did you get away with yeah, it? I think, yeah, I think they, they probably don't do it anymore. <laughs> I think... Uh, these days, they're very conservative with um, the re, you know the ability of the ligament to, to regrow, and I think it's a minimum 12 months, no matter who you are. Uh, whereas back then, they were a little bit more experimental with um, uh, the, the, the methods they used to do the reconstruction and also your ability to get back a bit quicker. I think Tony Liberatore was, did one, and he was back in about the same sort of time. But, yeah, it was about 20 weeks all up that I took to get back to playing, which... Um, was risky, but it was worth the risk. <laughs> but you you had twenty nine touches and two goals in the grand final, so the, we, yeah, how, well, how was, how was the confidence coming back? It must have been reasonably high when you came back for those first few games. Yeah, well, I basically just sort of treated it oh, a bit similar to Toddy. I think we just both treated it like as if we'd come off a preseason and we were starting our season. Um, that's the only way you could really look at it mentally um, and just sort of see how you went. Sometimes you can start a season and be in good form. Unfortunately, for both of us, we sort of hit form reasonably quickly and put the pressure on the selectors to, to play us. So, um, you know, we only went, we only, I think we had two couple of games in the reserves. Um, last round and the first final, it was reserved to sort of stake our claim. And um, thankfully, that was enough to, to break in. And um, But then again, you also had the pressure to still perform um, on the day. So... Uh, we managed to do that as well. Uh, you're just uh, a minute and or so I, I away think... from uh, taking over uh, training at uh, Pembroke there, Cano. So we may uh, we may let you go. We might hold up Todd for just a minute or two more over his uh, morning coffee in 110 degrees <laughs> Fahrenheit of Granada. Hey, John, Toddy, thanks so Toddy much for your time, his, mate. Uh, TD can't wear his cravat and have a, a puff on his pipe. Well, it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> the old professor. <laughs> yes, Professor Davey, we'll, we'll get into that. Can you go well? Good luck with Pembroke for the rest of the year. Great to chat. Thanks, guys. See ya. Uh, good on you, JC. Todd, Todd, have you had a chance to get back home? I mean, obviously, uh, we're pretty good family friends. Uh, your mum and my mum are, are best mates. Have you had a chance to get back home to Australia in the last 18 months? Uh, not at all, mate. It's, uh, it's simply not possible. Mm. Um well, logistically not possible. It, it technically would be. Um, mm. But uh, we have a 
a bit of an issue in, in the fact that the amount of flights that are coming back to Australia at the moment are so limited and yep. the, the, yep. the cost of the, the, the tickets is so high at the moment. But, um, yeah, for anyone that's stuck outside of Australia, it's, uh, it's... Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Quite, unless you want to pay uh, upwards of $15,000, $20,000 Australian, mm. then you know, it's a bit difficult to get back. So. And, and it's a two-week yeah, stay before not. you start as well, isn't it? Well, there's always that, and uh, yeah, if you're only coming for you know, three weeks or a month, it's not worth it. So you're still able to keep on top of the Sandful scores and the AFL scores? You're still pretty plugged into the footy from over there? Yeah, it's surprising what you can access by not just social media, but just directly you know, through the AFL website or through the SNFL website. Um, I have a good group of, uh, of mates who are still pretty connected into the SNFL. Uh, for example, T- Troy Clements, who's uh, currently as, a, as an assistant coach at uh, the Nord Football Club. So I hear a little bit about what's going on there. Um, but also, yeah, you can get a fair bit of information just via, uh, via websites. And yeah, I, I log in pretty much, I'd say, once a week at least, uh, just to catch up on what's happening with the football. Um, especially this time of year when there's no, uh, there's no, there's no soccer uh, so we don't have any of the La Liga on or English Premier League. So yeah, mm. do you give the legs any it's, chance? It's interesting to find. Do you give the legs any chance? Oh, well, I, 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 I can't say I'm following it that closely <laughs> to be able to say. But from what I'm hearing, uh, Glenelg's looking pretty good. Um, I would say that we're an outside chance, but then again, in 1999, uh, we finished as Norwood. We finished uh, in, I think it was fifth place, and ended up playing off in, in the grand final against Port Adelaide. Unfortunately, we're losing, but uh, yeah. So I'd, I'd say there's always a chance if you get into the finals. Now, did you make your debut in T20 cricket for Granada earlier this year, Todd? <laughs> I was wondering when that might come up. <laughs> yeah, I've played uh, I've played uh, four four games for Granada Cricket Club which is actually a new club. Uh, you'd love the story, uh, Hooky, because, in fact, there's a, 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 new, a guy from... He's a Kiwi. He's uh, arrived in Granada and had uh, a field of dreams moment. He's actually bought a field in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and a field meaning... I'm talking about uh, just a farm. Yeah. <laughs> a field from a farm. And he's decided that he's going to make it into a cricket club. So <laughs> he's in the process of... Uh, putting together some funds, but also he's uh, he's collecting dirt um, and uh, putting together the f- so-called field of dreams for, for cricket it's here in Granada. So uh, yeah, it's good to hear some cricket chat that doesn't yeah. revolve around hookies exploits in this studio. So it's a nice change. I <laughs> oh, will get to them. Yeah, well, I mean, there's always the Bradman medal to, to mention. We can't forget that. Of yeah. course. Uh, and and the. Uh, uh, go, that yeah. I can't say. Anyway, uh, mate, so, so you've, you've played <laughs> Spanish National League cricket, is that right? Yeah, so um, I don't know how I got roped into it, but basically it's a, uh, just a bit of fun. There's a good bunch of guys. and uh, yeah, I'm, I've been uh, batting and bowling, and anyone that's pl- uh, grown up playing um, front yard cricket with me or backyard cricket knows very well that I'm not, I, I don't have a lot of talent. But uh, <laughs> maybe I've got experience on my side, so I've been able to... 
somehow craft out uh, 30 uh, off 11 balls in one, one innings. And then, um, yeah, also managed to get a few wickets. So, uh, it's, it's, it, But it's all about just having a bit of fun, I think. The local decks do much? Local uh, well, when they're made of cement, they, oh, uh, sure. they don't tend to do too much. The big story in your part of the world, mate, Lionel Messi, uh, heading from Spain to France. Is, uh, has that uh, been a big story in your part of the world? Uh, absolutely. It's, it stopped the press. So uh, it was actually, uh, I mean, obviously the Olympics was going on at the time and you know, there's plenty of other things around COVID, etc. But I mean that dominate that's dominated the the news in Spain here for the last uh, for the last week at least. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's massive news. It's uh, obviously there's a there's an, a national outcry losing the great man, but um, yeah, I mean the, these things happen in modern uh, professional sport, I guess. And he's um, he's heading off to Paris, so I believe he signed overnight. So um, from that perspective, it's a, it's a done deal. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of um, mourning in this part of the world. Um, I don't think there's a lot of love necessarily for, for Barcelona Football Club outside of uh, outside of Catalonia. But and nevertheless, um, I think the loss of Messi is going to be going to be quite substantial to, to La Liga. So yeah, it's a it's quite a big thing here. Well, talk about substantial losses. Uh, it was our loss when uh, we lost you from Australia across there to Europe, mate. We hope to see you back soon because I know your mum misses you. I know your sister, of course, married to. Um, uh, well, Jody is uh, married to um, Lachlan, Lachlan Bowman. Bowman. I, I could think of Bowman. A, I couldn't think uh, of his premier. first name. I was going through all of his kids' names. <laughs> um, yes, of course, married to uh, married to Lockie. I'm sure that the whole family misses you. We'd love to see you and Victoria back here sometime soon. But from all the way, Granada, Spain, thanks so much for joining us here on Red Legs Radio. Pleasure, Lockie, always. Take it easy, guys. That's Todd Davey there that has joined us from Granada in Spain, of course, a member of the 1997 Premiership side, alongside of John Cunningham, the Jack Odie medalist from that year. What a fantastic little segment that was. We're off to a break. On the other side, we're going to catch up with another legend of the Norwood Football Club. His name is Chris Prime. He'll be joining us very shortly as part of our gearing up towards Air Peninsula weekend. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. Yeah, Ben Hook and Ben Cameron from The Advertiser joining you here on Red Legs Radio. Cam, I tell you what, I've been looking forward to this all day because we're catching up with not just a legend of the Norwood Football Club, but a legend of South Australian country football. This man has kicked more than 2,000 goals in his footy career. And we've asked him to come on today because this weekend for the Norwood Football Club, it's Air Peninsula round. And uh, this man has kicked a lot of goals starting at Air Peninsula, I think he played for Lock and Port Neal and more recently Tumby Bay, but he's a true legend of country footy. I am talking about Chris Tractor Prime, who had some amazing games for the Norwood Football Club in the mid-90s. Tractor, welcome to Redlegs Radio. No, thanks, Ben. Yes. Great to have you on board. Still having a kick for Tumby Bay? I reckon you've had a couple of games this year. Oh, I have. I said I'd fill in, um, and that's always a dangerous <laughs> a dangerous thing to say. Um, so, yeah, look, I've played probably five or six games, had a few injuries, and um, yeah, it takes a little while to get Still in the square? Yeah. 
Chris? Uh, the square. Full forward? Yeah, yeah. Look, I play in that rectangle. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot you. Of time I just stand there. I've got right. you 18 goals for six games. So you're still finding a bit of the footy, mate. Yeah, look, I, I um, played a bit of B grade, and the boys know that you yeah, don't put it too far in front, put it on my head, and yeah, I'll see if I can grab it. I, okay. uh, Chris, I read a story from 2017 which said you had over 2,100 goals. Is that accurate? And what's the latest tally? Um, I, I don't actually keep tally. Peter Lyons Peter does. We need yeah. to get him on the line. He, um, I'm, I'm about 2,050 like country club goals, roughly. Um, that's no, no Adelaide goals, no rep goals. So, um, yeah, there's a few. There's a few on the list that be close to 24. 2,400. You, um, you didn't like to share the ball? <laughs> uh, you got the a, ball in your hand, you just turned straight for goals. Well, there's a fair bit of talk that I don't handball very much. Um, <laughs> Big Kevin but, Butler. Well, I have got photographic evidence of uh, <laughs> handball, but, um, and Photoshop? not being tackled either. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, it's just one of those things. Look, I have always had a fairly long kick, um, and my coaches early on basically said, well, if you're in range... You know, back yourself in. So anywhere within but, 50, I'd, I'd back myself in. Chris, is it also true you didn't actually fix your kicking until you were 36 because you were helping some juniors at Tumby Bay <laughs> and uh, you actually got your kicking right, finally. Is that right? Yeah, I've looked back on some old tapes before I went up to Adelaide and um, I was a shocking kicker goal. <laughs> <laughs> um I kicked a lot of goals, but I got had a lot of kicks. And, you know, you have days when you'd kick, um, you know, nine goal nine or something like that. and, and Average day yeah, out for you. It just wasn't quite, I didn't quite have the mechanics right. And, you know, I thought I knew what I was doing right in my head. But, yeah, at 36, I sat there and um, worked out how to, how to kick a ball to three the goals. So, <laughs> so when did your... Um... Junior, when did your footy days start and was it from the forward line from the very beginning? Um, no, look, not one in the forward lines right from the start. Um, I mean, obviously played under 12s country footy and I mean, I don't know if I was a forward pocket, back pocket, you don't touch the ball for about three years. Um, <laughs> look, you know, 11 or 12, I sort of started playing forward. My first year as of under 16s, I played on a back pocket back flank and then into the forward lines. Um, even when I made uh, started playing A grade football I'd play bit of a bit of a swing man. Like I'd um, one year I played ten games at centre half forward and the other five at centre half back. So um yeah look I've always been able to play both ends and just yeah end up if I can kick a few goals, I'll start full forward. Imagine how many you would have kicked if the coach had played you up forward right from the start. Hey, let's talk about your time at the Norwood Football Club. I think you uh, were a boarder at Westminster for a while. Uh, made your debut in 1993. How did that all play out that you ended up at the legs? Yeah, um, I actually told someone this last week. They asked me after footy training. and We played an EP game in 92 at Crystal Brook. Um, North Adelaide and Port Adelaide approached me after the game. Um, Port Adelaide to go straight over and play. And Norwood said, look, come out 
do a couple of weeks pre-season and see how you go. And I was 22, 21, 22 at the time. And, like, I was old enough and I wouldn't say wise enough, but <laughs> look level-headed enough to know if I went over there from just playing country footy, I, I just wouldn't stand a chance mm. fitness-wise or not knowing anyone. So I took Nord's offer up to do a couple of weeks training and um, after two, well, the first night, I think we did a 10K run. I thought I'd done a bit of fitness work. <laughs> but I sat down at the end of 10Ks and I was pretty well um, knackered. <laughs> And Neil Craig's walked past me and said, it's not country footy now, is it? <laughs> um, the end of two weeks, they said, oh, look, come back after Christmas if you're still keen. Wow. And so that was 1993. Now, I reckon you might have been the third choice full forward at that stage. There was Mark Ducker and Anthony Pieri. I think they both missed. And how about this for a difference in football? Imagine bringing your third choice full forward in and he kicked seven goals on debut against the Double Blues. Can you remember your debut, Tractor? Uh yeah, I can remember the week before, I'd rung uh, Craig, he took 30 blokes to um, out to Elizabeth to watch Centrals because we had the bye, and that was our, um, they were playing Sturt, Sturt was our first game. Um, I wasn't in that 30, I rang my mum and said, look, I've had enough of this. I didn't have a job, you know, so Adelaide wasn't much fun. Yeah. And I said, look, I'll, she said, I'll play a couple of weeks of footy and see how you go. Sure enough, seven days later, I was... Um, lining up against it. And you kicked 87 that year. So whatever you did in that pre-season, the 10K runs that Craigie had you doing, something must have gone right. Uh, I think if I remember rightly, I sat on a harvester until the 9th of January. And I got off, drove to Adelaide, and we started training on the 10th. Wow. So um, I basically did farm work and write as much as I could. Um, so, yeah. Never been the fittest person under the sun, like as far as running. Um, I never never broke four minutes for a K. But um, I found out later, talking to Philip Gallagher, that I was a bit of a project player. Craig, I didn't fit all the boxes they were looking for. Um, as like, you couldn't run this fast and do this and do that. But Craig, he sort of, he sometimes thought outside the box. Yeah. If you could play footy, hey, let's see how you go. Yeah. 182 goals in 59 games. How do you reflect on your time at the Norwood Football Club? I mean, it's, uh, well, 26 years now since you uh, since you last played for the legs, but how do you reflect on the time you had down here? And, and I guess you've probably made some pretty good mates over that time. Yeah, look, I have. Um, I've been very slack about getting back and catching up with people because um, I was still involved with footy over here. So, And that's made it hard, but look, I went back only oh, a month ago and really enjoyed catching up with blokes and the friendships you make there sort of last forever. You know, it doesn't matter when you walk in, you know, geez, how we play footy with you, it doesn't matter if it's two years ago, 20 years ago. Like, they're sort of friends forever because you've gone through that same, all those same struggles and, you know, things together. So, like, yeah, look, I I really enjoyed my time. Um, You know, Craigie, Craigie rubbed a few people up the wrong way. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed the way he coached, so um, that probably helped the way I played. Chris, what, what just for some listeners who might not know, what sort of brought the Norwood career to an end? Well, I'm you sitting had such in a, a dominant period the, there. I'm sitting in a farmhouse at the moment. Um, I've got two older brothers. Um, 
had basically the, the short chat, the farm next door's come up. Um, we're doing it pretty tough over here. You can come home or you can keep playing footy. Mm, mm. Tough, that was a tough tough call? Uh, not really. At 25, 26, um, I was smart enough or you know, wise enough to know that yeah, I could play footy for at that level for maybe another four or five years. Mm. Um, but, look, I can farm for the rest of my life. Mm. How's the farm running these days? Yes, yeah, no, it's going quite well. Like, I still work with my two brothers. I've got two nephews that work on the farm. Um, yeah, Dad retired a couple of years ago at 95. So, yeah, look, we'll, we've got a little bit of work left in us. Does, does footy uh, ability run in the family or are you just an absolute standout? Um, my eldest brother, Peter, I think he kicked, Oh, 880 or 90 goals in his footy career. Knees gave that up. Um, and Andrew, my next brother uh, above me, he probably played to his 54, 55. Um, more of a rover. Yeah, so look, it, it, we all had a bit of talent. We're, um, we're pretty solid. Um, yeah, and pretty hard to knock off. Off our feet, so it, it must be it must be hard to think because you've you've obviously had more you know better days than than bad. Is there one massive haul, or what is your biggest haul in footy, whether it's Sandfield country or wherever? Well, Sandful, um seven seven was my best in the yep. in the Sandful, yep. um, and country's uh, nineteen. Nineteen <laughs> goals, ten or ah <laughs> uh, three. Wow. Magnificent. Uh, hit seven in the first quarter. You must, you must have flogged them. Uh, we did that day. Um, I think we came in, they were sitting second and we were top. Put them in their yeah. place. Oh, magnificent. Yeah, we're talking to Chris Prime uh, and would be best remembered by the Norwood fans as Tractor who played some amazing games of football for the club between 1993 and 1995. Headed back to Air Peninsula not long after to take over or work with his brothers on the family farm. Still uh, in Air Peninsula now. Hey, there's been a lot of rationalisation of football over on Air Peninsula. One league sort of dissipated over the course of last year, and we understand that. Clubs go uh, this way and that way. But what's the feeling like of football in that country region at the moment? Because it's uh, it's going to be really critical to the Norwood Football Club for the next generation. Oh, look, I think the moves that were made at the start of this year where like, the Midwest League disbanded and couple of clubs went to far west and a couple into oh yeah two of our men went yep. into eastern air and, um we had one come into great flinders i think overall that's actually made the the country footy a bit stronger like it's given us a new lease of life you're seeing mm. a different group of people um you know if you've got four or six teams whatever it is you, you sort of you, you know what who you're standing and mm. what's going on and yeah just that that new that new side, the, the little bit of a change has just, just been really good. Yeah, so what what have we seen? We've seen Elliston and Western Districts. They they merged for one year and went to the Far West League, and it looks now like that's going to be a permanent arrangement. Is is that what your understanding is? Yeah, Elliston, Western Districts. Uh, yeah, they, they, they've come to Great Flinders. Um, so Western Districts, I think, I talked to a few of their blokes, and they drive out the gate and they've got 160... Ks to drive to their home game at Elliston. Unbelievable, yeah. Um, and it's when we play at Elliston, that's my, my distance to get there. 
Um, but look, they've, they've been really good. They've had good numbers right through, and uh, yeah, it's only come through the last couple of days that you know I think all the clubs have voted in favour of them staying with us. And um, yeah, look, it, it, as I said, it's it's just made something different. And, and like when we travelled Elliston, um, people made a trip of it. Like they went up there, they mm. stayed up there, and likewise when they came down and played against us. So it not just benefits. The, the footy teams and the clubs and it benefits the whole the whole town because people are going up there and, and spending the weekend basically so yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's country footy like we all love a good time <laughs> uh, going on next year no no retirement plans yet um, the retirement's a lot closer how's that Oh, well, yeah, well, that, it's, I'm sure it is. Hey, they're not going to let him go easy, Hooky. <laughs> I mean, with that many goals, he's, they're not going to let him retire that easy. I, I, I put it this way, like, I probably won't retire. I've tried that. Um, I tried that at 34. And um, my late father said to me, you're a long time retired. Um, and he was right. So, yeah, I, I uh, kicked on and kicked. 15, 16 years later, still going and Bradman yeah, a few goals on the board since then. Kicked on is exactly the word, the right word. Hey, uh, Chris, you're still absolutely revered back down here in Adelaide for your short but amazingly uh, brilliant performance that you put on over a couple of years here at the Norwood Football Club. We really appreciate your time on Redlegs Radio. No worries. Thanks, Ben and Ben. Yep. Thanks, Chris. Well done. The Tractor Prime there, uh, a legend of the Norwood Football Club. Did it all in three years, but, gee, he absolutely had an influence on this club and on this competition. Camo, that's all we've got time for, mate. Thank you so much for joining us once again. We'll see you next week, and we will see all of you tomorrow night when we take on West Adelaide. See you at the footy. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free, and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.